Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. A director at today's APAS meeting in Regina says there are some lessons to be learned following wildfires in western Saskatchewan on October 17th. Artisted areas were Burstall, Leader and Tompkins. Don Connick farms at Gull Lake about 25 kilometers from Tompkins. He was one of many people who witnessed the blaze, which was spread from very strong wind and fueled by extremely dry conditions. Now, I've been at prairie fires before, but this one was beyond a prairie fire. It was a monster. It was truly a wildfire, and um, it actually scared the Dickens out of me. It, it was um, a very ferocious fire, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the visibility was very, very low, and um, the sand was blowing in your eyes. It was a, a really chaotic situation. Connick's tillage equipment was crucial in battling the wildfire. What really finally controlled it in the long run were the disking and the blading of the fire guards. A number of the Hutterite colonies and a number of the farmers and ranchers there that have uh, tillage equipment and um, breaking discs and that sort of thing brought them out and managed to get way, way ahead of the fire and uh, disked uh, some very wide fire guards along the road allowances that finally got the, the fire stopped. Of course, they were also using water, but again, that, that was very difficult uh, because in, in the face of a hurricane, the water is more effective as a mop-up than it is at, at actually you know, being on the frontal uh, line of the fire. It took some coordination to get, to get way ahead of it. This fire was uh, jumping grid roads. Some of those grid roads are 99-foot uh, road allowances. It was jumping those roads uh, just like there was nothing there at all. The fires burned about 85,000 acres of pasture, killed more than 750 cattle, and destroyed many miles of fences. 34-year-old rancher James Hargrave from Walsh, Alberta, died battling the blaze. Three others were injured, including Connick's friends and neighbors, Ron Wedrick and his son Evan. They are farmers, and uh, they had a spare tank uh, equipped to fight fire, and they uh, were hauling that behind their truck. In the blackness and the chaos and the smoke, they ran off the road. Uh, the truck became hung up, and they couldn't get it uh, loose. Before they could uh, get away, the uh, fire totally engulfed them, and both of them were actually severely burned and uh, are still taking treatment at the Foothills Hospital in Calgary. Connick stresses the importance of having an emergency plan. Everybody make a personal plan for their farm and for their family, uh, that will try to equip them to be prepared for all sorts of emergencies. Also to have every municipality and town and village uh, have a feasible plan that is frequently reviewed and to make people in their municipality and in their jurisdiction aware of the plan and aware of what needs to be done uh, if anything like this should happen in the future. Connick also urges people not to get in the way of emergency responders and firefighters. Again, we had all sorts of curious onlookers that drove there in their vehicles and turned out that they congested roads and generally got in the way and in one case came very, very close to getting seriously injured. Uh, the other thing that was a problem were the what I call the digital onlookers in that hundreds of people were using their cell phones to call and text and tweet and send pictures and this actually made an, an electronic overload on the cell towers 
and started to jam the system. So we need to make people aware that if they're not in a position to help and if they're not being evacuated, that they need to stay away and, and respect the job of the firefighters and the people that are actually in charge and, and not turn out to be nuisances and a hazard to themselves and others. Connick adds it's a difficult time for those affected by the wildfire. APAS has, has asked both the federal and provincial government to go to the agri-recovery program, uh, which will provide some financial assistance to the farmers and ranchers that lost livestock, hay, grass, cropland, fences, buildings. Uh, and some of these losses are insurable, but a great number of them are not insurable. And even if they were insurable, would be too expensive and were not insured. And some of these people have lost their livelihood. One family lost nearly 200 head of cattle in one group. Uh, another man lost his whole herd of cattle, which uh, uh, I think was 85 head. And uh, that's their paycheck, and it's gone. And so we need to have some sort of program that's going to help out these people to recover. Don Connick from Gull Lake is an APAS director. He speaks at the APAS annual general meeting in Regina today about some of the lessons learned from the October 17th wildfires in western Saskatchewan. The NDP is raising concern about grain movement by rail in Saskatchewan. Opposition agriculture critic Carla Beck says farm groups like APAS have expressed several concerns, including a decision by CP Rail to close 10 producer car loading sites. Agriculture is one of the foundations not only of our economy, but it is a big part of what defines us as a province. As an export economy, Saskatchewan producers need reliable transportation to get product to market. But CP has announced that they will be shutting down at least 10 producer car loading sites in our province. According to the agricultural groups such as APAS and the Wheat and Barley Commissions, and according to Common Sense, these closures will hurt the agricultural industry and neither industry nor municipalities nor affected producers have been consulted. Sound familiar, Mr. Speaker. Last, last spring, the SAS party sold off our profitable Crown grain cars without asking the owners, all the people of Saskatchewan. Mr. Speaker, in 2005, there were 79 loading sites on CP rail lines in Saskatchewan. And if these cuts go through, there will be no more than 26. To the minister, what has been done to ask the federal government for a moratorium on these and future site closures until a proper full-costing review is complete? Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart says he opposed the closure of the producer car loading sites. The Minister of Highways and myself met with CP uh, Rail when they announced that they were going to close these uh, loading facilities or potential track loading facilities and uh, and we very strongly opposed uh, that action. Uh, following that, we wrote a joint letter to the Canadian Minister of Transportation, uh, which was followed uh, sometime later by a response, which we consider to be a non-response. And just this morning, we discussed sending a, a second letter to the Federal Minister of Transport to uh, demand a, a better answer than, uh, than what we got in his previous one. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart spoke in the legislature yesterday. Five pioneer families in the Melford region from Russia and Poland are being honoured by the Saskatchewan government. The five families, Odska, Zaplowski, Mazuruk, Naraki and Stocky, are being remembered with the naming of Osmond's Lake. The lake is about 40 kilometres southwest of Melford. 
Parks and Culture Minister Jean Makowski says the early settlers faced a harsh new environment to develop a successful homestead. That must have been uh, a difficult task uh, uh, considering uh, the, uh, the unavailability of, of some of the modern uh, machinery we have today. So I, I imagine uh, it, was, uh, it was a tough, uh, tough go and, and uh, to, to try and make a, a viable farm uh, in those days. Mikowski says the land homesteaded by these early settlers was often harsh and unforgiving with trees, sloughs, muskeg and stones. The naming of the lake was through a local nomination process. The market update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were mixed in early trading. Canola dropped 10 cents at 482.14. Oats fell 280 at 155.67. Number one red spring wheat increased $4.42 at $235.26. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 265.63. Feed barley, 167.63. Flax 472.68, yellow peas 222.54, feed wheat 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, December spring wheat fell two and three quarter cents a bushel at six dollars and three quarter cents a bushel. The livestock reports on the source. 20 CKRM. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for Wednesday, November the 29th. 2,400 head in the short, 600 cows and bulls, a total of 3,000 for the day. Cows, cows, cows. These cows are sure on the move. Every stockyard, far and wide, full of cows. Cows and bulls selling under pressure. D1, D2 cows, 72 to 82. Sales to 84, 85. D3 cows, 60 to 70. The cows are averaging 77 cents. Good bulls, 90 to a dollar, sales to 105, the bulls are averaging 94 cents. Today's pre-sort, higher in spots, lower in spots, kind of, kind of a mixed bag. Some highlights on the steer side, 400 pound steers, 272, 500 pounders, 243, 550 pound steers, 236, 650s, 226, my favorite pen, 700 pound steers, 217, 775 pound steers, 209. On the heifer side, 400 pound heifers, 225. 500-pounders, 204, 550s, 208, 600-pound heifers, 195, 700-pound heifers, 190, 775-pound heifers, 182, some yearling heifers here, 950-pounders, 177. Next week, pre-sort is full, and we added another pre-sort on December the 13th. Next bread cow sale, Friday, December the 8th, is full, over 300 cows and heifers at this sale. Last Friday, we had a sheep lamb goat sale. Lambs, 50 to 70 pounds, $2 to 216. 70 to 90 pound lambs, 185 to 210. Over 100 pound lambs, 170 to 182. Call use, 90 to $1.30. Kid goats, $130 to $160 a piece. Nanny goats, $120 to $155 a piece. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,500 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 133 to 147 per CKG. Today's sales expected to be around 6,400 heads, selling in a range of 136 to 147 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened up this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down 44 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2807. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.77 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets improved yesterday across all reporting regions. Western Corn Belt and Iowa Southern Minnesota regions were up approximately $1 U.S. 100 weight, while the national region came in $0.44 cents U.S. 100 weight higher than the previous day. Steady and improving packer margins are allowing packers to keep bidding aggressively for uncommitted supplies. 
Lean hog futures have rallied since the beginning of the week, and aside from some intermittent corrections, the trend has been a decisive move higher. Jim Smalley's Agri-Weather on The Source, 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries or rain showers. This noon hour, then a mix of sun and cloud today. Wind west 20, becoming northwest 60, gusting to 80 early this afternoon. The high today, plus 3. Clearing skies tonight, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50, becoming light near midnight, the low minus 6. Tomorrow, sunny skies, wind southwest 20, the high plus 3, the low minus 3. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high plus 2, the low minus 7. Saturday, sunny with a high plus 1, the low minus 8. Sunday, increasing cloudiness, the high minus 1, the low minus 10. Monday, sunny skies, the high minus 6, the low minus 11. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 6. Normal high is minus 5, the normal low minus 16. The sun rose at 8.35. This morning it sets at 4.59 p.m. tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan at plus 4, Saskatoon 0, Swift Current plus 2, Weyburn plus 4, Yorkton is plus 2. Light snow in Regina plus 1, winds are from the northwest 36, gusting to 46, plus 1 translates to 34 Fahrenheit. Humidity is 94%, the barometer rising 100.6. Cloudy in Moose Jaw plus 3, winds are from the northwest at 34, gusting to 46. Once again, Regina, light snow, plus one, that's 34 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.